This episode of the Derek Diamond Experience is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Derek, 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 Diamond, 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 Diamond. Experience! Welcome to episode 166 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, the last episode of 2017. Hopefully you all had a fantastic Christmas and you'll have a safe and fun Happy New Year. You know, it's always interesting uh, as we end December and go into January, I always tend to reflect on the previous year and this has been a pretty fun year for this podcast. You know, we started off the year interviewing Carlos Alizaraki, the voice of Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. Got to interview Jason David Frank from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and got to do some really cool roundtables like Ninja Turtles, Disney World, The Haters Club, Christopher Nolan. So many great fun times on this podcast this year, and I expect nothing but better and bigger things for 2018. But to close out the year, I got to host the biggest panel that I have ever had in this show's history. Eleven people were on this show. I had the opportunity to feature the London Arts Acting Studio, which was founded by actor Jeremy London, who you know from Mallrats and Party of Five. But we didn't just talk about acting. We talked about our awesome film community that we have here in Pensacola. So also joining me on the panel is filmmaker Steve Wise, actors Nicole Dixon and Jonathan McIntosh, and so many more. It was just a really fun time just kind of sitting back and listening to everybody tell their stories and You know, people even made the comment after we finished recording. They're like, Derek, you didn't really say much during the show, but honestly, I didn't really need to. I had so much fun just watching everybody bounce off each other and tell so many fun stories. We could have gone another hour easy if we did have the time. But I did want to thank two people. I wanted to thank Matt Campbell for coming to me with the idea uh, to host the show and feature the London Arts Acting Studio, and as well as Scott Brumfield, who provided all the AV stuff. You know, because I wasn't expecting to have, you know, lower thirds and, you know, a multi-camera setup and everything. It felt like, you know, I felt like I was Jimmy Fallon and not, you know, some local podcaster. So I definitely thank those two for that. Uh, and I did want to say in closing, we did have a little bit of a technical difficulty with the audio. So I do apologize for that. In certain portions of the show, you'll hear uh, some echoing, but it's not too bad. Uh, But I do apologize for that. We'll definitely be doing another uh, special like this, maybe every quarter, talking about, you know, local projects and what's going on with the class and things like that. So uh, we'll definitely strive to improve uh, with the audio and the video. So for those who have not seen the video version, you can go on uh, my Facebook page and check that out. Or you can listen to the audio version, which you will hear right now. Today we have a very special panel featuring the London Arts Acting Studio as well as the film community we have here in Pensacola. So I have a huge panel of, I think, 11 people. This is like the biggest panel I've ever done on this show before. 
Uh, immediately to my right is actor and host facilitator of the Pensacola location of London Arts, Mr. Matt Campbell. Oh. Mr. Matt Campbell, yes! <laughs> Sitting to his right is the man himself, the founder of London Arts Acting Studio. You also know him from Mallrats and Party of Five, Mr. Jeremy London. We have the writer and director of Survey, as well as the programming coordinator of Pensacon, Mr. Steve Wise. Oh, Mr. Steve Wise. Man of many talents, Mr. Steve Wise. We have uh, improv actress, Miss Nicole Dixon. Welcome. We also have Jonathan McIntosh. Jonathan. Makeup artist, Lisa Van Amberg. And in the back, we have uh, acting coach, Miss Jennifer Godwin. Jennifer! Zas and Steve Petrie. Yeah. Ow! And Mr. Shannon Williams. Shut up. So I just want to start off. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this. This is a huge undertaking, huge opportunity. So I thank you guys very much for spending much of your hard-earned and valuable time to do this. Yes, so I do you. want to pitch it over to uh, Matt because uh, you're the one you initially brought this idea to me. And it just it blew my mind of what it's turned into. So. The, the whole idea behind this was, uh, like I said before, first I just want to give a few thank yous out to some people that, that mean mean a lot to the London Arts family, and we're just so thankful for this opportunity. I first want to thank you, Derek, uh, for allowing us to be on the show and, and allow me to pitch the idea to you and then turn it into this. Um, also, I want to thank First City Church and Rick Hazlip, who has allowed us to make this London Arts home here in Pensacola, which yes. is continuing to grow, and, and it's just it's really fun to watch. And uh, also I want to thank my friend... Uh, Derek uh, Brumfield, I mean, excuse me, Scott Brumfield, who has helped us uh, set up this, this uh, all the cameras and the lighting yes. and all the lighting and everything. Scott, yeah. Hey, Scott. And send our love to him. Um, but I also want to thank my friend uh, Marcus Hinton, who could not be here, and I want Ooh. to I want to shine some light on him. He was the one that sparked the idea, which has turned this class into what it is. And um, with him and him and my help, we were able to to create this class for a place that Jeremy can come and allow out his art and his form to, to breathe into all of us. And this has just been one amazing year. This is the whole idea for this class and this podcast was to showcase the ecosystem here in Pensacola, Florida and the surrounding areas. And have you ever wanted to be an actor? Have you ever thought about what that would look like? Well, that, that's what this, this, this podcast is designed for. It's designed to show you how to get a headshot done, if you want to get a slate, what that looks like, what it's like to do improv, you know, Nicole, she has improbable cops, you know, what it's like to have 30 years of experience working behind the camera, TV shows, movies, all of these different things, what it's like to be a makeup artist on a feature film, you know, what it's like to be an acting coach in a local area. We have uh, Steve and his daughter here who is, uh, you know, he's a part of the class just as much as his daughter is, and she's the actress, and my friend Shannon over here who's a seasoned actor as well. And I, the one thing that I want to say that I learned this year, Derek, and the, this it's almost been a year since we started this class here in Pensacola, is I used to come into this thing, and I told Jeremy this, I used to think it was about competition. And I think that's what drives people away. But I learned mm -hmm. that it's not about competition, it is about connection. And if we are focusing on connection, then there is no competition, and we are all on the same accord and trying to help one another out. The only competition is with yourself, really. Correct. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. as much time as you put in for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, this year, I far exceeded my, my far exceeded that, you know, I got to be on a Hulu television show. I got to work on a movie that, that uh, the Cornbread Coast Nurture, which uh, Jeremy produced. Jonathan was on NCIS. I mean, we can go on and on about some of these things, but I want to hand this over to Jeremy and allow him to breathe some of uh, 
what his experience has been here and I'm um, looking forward to hearing everybody else. So thanks for everybody that's here and I appreciate you buying into this idea that I had and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. So, well, I, I couldn't uh, be you know, more appreciative of uh, everybody uh, coming out and uh, the, the one thing that I tried to accomplish, my, my goal in, 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 in starting to teach in the first place was to uh, kind of just give back uh, the opportunity that, you know, whenever I first got started, uh, my brother and I had, had somebody sort of helping us and kind of guiding us. And uh, without that uh, guidance, I wouldn't have known where to start. And, uh, and I think that the biggest mystery in becoming an actor is how do you become an actor, right? I and mean, how do you even get started? And, and the truth is, is that with the technology the way it is in, in this day and age, uh, it's one of those things that you, it's different. Back in the day, it really was uh, almost like uh, winning the lottery, you know, but now you can actually make your own projects, you know. Most of the things that I've seen uh, uh, being made uh, by filmmakers uh, are all independently uh, made projects of every kind of budget, and whatever, but it still requires uh, knowledge on how to act and, and interact, how to market yourself, all of the things that, that come with the business of acting. Um, but then, you know, above everything else, just providing the opportunity to learn how to act. Um, and watching everybody grow has been the most experience, the most amazing experience in my life, you know, and just the fact that you guys, uh, that it means so much to you guys, uh, it, it makes it that much more special to me. I mean, the fact that everybody's sitting here with London Arts shirts on, uh, you know, is just, it's, it's cool. It's, it made it all. It makes it all worth it, you know. But the fact that everybody's still just hungry and wants to keep coming back and learning, and uh, uh, you know, it's it's a reward for me every time I get to come here and, and teach. You know, uh, uh, I'm learning as well. You know, but I just am incredibly grateful for the opportunity. So. No, absolutely, and it, it, it's, it's awesome, awesome that, that you know, someone with the career that you've had is now passing down the knowledge that you've learned over the years to other people who. You know, I see on Facebook all the time, you know, can't wait for, you know, this month's, you know, London Arts acting class, so. Well, and I'm, I'm, and that I'm means excited. the world to me. I'm excited for it as well, so. Good. Well, we, you know, it's, that's, that's the reward for me is, is just seeing everybody get to uh, actually sort of live their dreams a little bit, you know. I, I think that everybody should have the same opportunities. The, becoming an actor shouldn't just be for the the, the most privileged people in the world. It shouldn't be for the most connected people in the world. It should be for the people that love it and that want to do it for the love of it. And uh, uh, I find that here uh, in, in abundance. And, uh, and, and not only that, but an incredibly talented group of people. So I, I, uh, I'm just incredibly blessed to, to, to have the opportunity to teach everybody. But I, I learn in the process, so, you know, it kind of goes around. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it's not just acting, but, you know, from filmmakers, filmmakers to improv. improv. We have yeah, so many, you know, branches, branches of the, the, you know, yeah. production tree, I call it. Yeah. That's in this area. Because, you know, Steve, you just wrote and directed mm -hmm. Survey. Yeah. A and project that you did from the ground up. Right. And, and you know, I was fortunate enough to have the ability to draw upon the community here. And... Um, had a great response from actors and crew members. In fact, uh, we've got a couple people that are associated with the film here, too. Um, and that's the thing that any area, and this in the Gulf Coast in particular, the film community is very small. And 
you know, it you benefit by interacting with others, by getting in there and you know, I, I hate using the word networking, but it's kind of what you do. You get in there. It's part and, of it, man. Part of it. And, and getting to know people and getting to know what people's strengths are and, and making use of it and helping each other out. You know, I've, I've helped other people on their projects, and I was fortunate enough to have a lot of people believe in my project enough to, to come on and, and participate. Well, that's one of the things that I find in coming to, you know, anytime, anytime I step outside of Los Angeles uh, and come to these communities of people that, that are just hungry to make movies uh, is that you see a, a, almost like a family uh, vibe in the sense that everybody is there for each other. Everybody supports each other's art and we try to create as many opportunities for everybody to fit in wherever their niche is, if it's makeup artists or, or actors or, or wherever. I, I just try to provide as many opportunities as I can for everybody to everybody to be a part of it because that's the reward for me is like doing seeing everybody getting to work together doing something that they love to do and having a community like this where people aren't in competition with each other where they actually still support each other is is unique especially you know leaving Los Angeles where I lived for 24 years you wouldn't find this there you know <laughs> everybody to be in competition with each other well, one reason why I never went to Los yeah. Angeles <laughs> we're very blessed here on the Gulf Coast we have a, a really strong film community as these guys were saying there's a there's a group called Emerald Coast Film Group that meets uh, every month and we network with each other I recently saw a local film festival, the Kite Film Festival, out in Destin. It was amazing, yeah. and and there were there were so many amazing independent films that were there, that were locally represented and represented all the way to Tallahassee, uh, that were really really good, uh, and uh, some amazing uh, cinematography and 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 storylines. And Servi was was won an award there, which yeah, was awesome, two, two awards, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, LaVon won for costume. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you guys won Critics' Choice, right? That's great. Or the, the audience, audience award. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was really great. great. Uh, so it was, it's, it's just a really um, connected group of people who are passionate about what they do. And not only passionate, but talented. And I think that that's the, the magic combination that we have here on the Gulf Coast is passion and talent. Well, that's what makes me feel so blessed to be able to be even you know, somewhat of a, a mentor or whatever, is that, you know, I, I'm already starting with such a, a, a wonderful group of actors that, that uh, already have this foundation of talent uh, that we just get to like really like dig in and explore, sort of just taking it to the next level. Like I don't feel like I'm having to hold any hands through all of this. And everybody is just so supportive of each other. And whenever somebody does a good performance, everybody tells them and they support them. <laughs> People don't get jealous and be like, eh. everybody keep telling Nicole how good she is. <laughs> no, nobody tell me how good I am. Like everybody just supports each other. And so, I, you know, uh, the, great, the greatest thrill for me in the world is whenever any of you guys get a job. It's just, man, I'll tell you, there's nothing that makes me more proud than seeing uh, you guys get those opportunities and, that's and making exactly the most why of it. Mary Ann can't be here today because she's working. <laughs> yeah. Mary Ann Del Gallego. Which is, you know, anytime, you know, when anybody tells me that they can't come to class because they're on set, I just, that, I guess, it makes me smile. That doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make me upset, you know. I don't do this for the money. I'd charge a lot more if I did. I do this, I do this because I, it's my way of giving back, but, you know, secretly, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, because it's incredibly rewarding for me, you know, watching you guys all become better actors and grow and 
just stay hungry and, and, and share with me your experiences and share with everybody else your experiences. And, 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 and uh, one thing that I've noticed is that everybody shares with each other their, their experiences on set and stuff like that. And everybody chimes in and teaches each other about the process and what to expect. And, and uh, it's just a family vibe that I love. And uh, uh, it, it, there's no amount of money in the world that, that, that would would make this any sweeter it's perfect the way that it is because i just uh the reward for me is getting everybody together like-minded creative people and uh and having fun make playing make-believe together <laughs> and and when you talk about how you know people cheer for each other when when they do a good job what i've seen also from not only just acting but the whole crew but specifically with acting is when you have someone who's strong that brings everybody else Absolutely. up. It elevates it. Absolutely. I, I saw the, that on Survey, and, and I've seen this in, in other areas also to where, you know, you, you have, you, you build upon it, and, you know, the, the, the good people are going to elevate everybody else. Yes. Well, and, that they, and they don't feel above anybody. The, right. What I love is that, you know, uh, the, the people that, that uh, have been doing it longer uh, than some of the others uh, that 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 are are more experienced uh, don't walk around like they're uh, better than anybody else, and uh, I think that you know some people expect that from me. I think maybe that's kind of what sort of surprises people about me is that I'm I really I don't I I've never uh, seen myself as above being above anybody. I just see myself as being very lucky to get to do what I do. Because there's always somebody better than you. Always. There's always room <laughs> to learn. Yeah. I, that's what I'm What are you trying to say, like, Nicole? <laughs> no, no, What are you trying to say? I'm off the couch. Oh, no. You guys um, got that on video, right? <laughs> the thing that I wanted to say that Nicole was saying is what's really cool about this particular class. If you have a new, a new London Arts family member, this is a family. This is a, a safe, a safe place, place where people can be vulnerable. vulnerable. Yes. And I think oh, acting needs to show that light, light in, you know, in the world right now because yes. we walk we people to their car when they leave here. They can bring their kids here. You know what I mean? This is a family safe environment. Space. And it's about the community. And what's really cool, like what Nick, Nicole and Jeremy were talking about, is if one class member does something, they say, look, I did this and it worked. Let me share it with you. Yeah. Oh, I got an agent. Oh, well, how did you do that? Mm -hmm. I can tell you exactly what I did. Or where did you get your headshots? Oh, well, David Hall or, you know, any of these, and it's just kind of like this domino effect, and then it's like one person learns something and then shares it with the guy behind them, and then they come right where you are, yes. and they share it with the next person, and it's yes. incredible, because people are getting agents in this class, people are getting roles in feature films, and it's, it's amazing. So. I want to hear from some of these folks back. What what's your been your experience uh, as far as like uh, where where else have you taught and like what 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 do you find with the, the the acting community down here? Well, I actually started out. I was in community theater first back a long time ago when I was fourteen years old. Uh, fell in love with the art of everything, and I actually started off there teaching at the Pensacola Little Theater for years, off and on, and just loved it so much. Got into college, I was doing theater, and I went, what is this film industry, and I want to know about right. it. So I started taking different classes about film production and fell in love with that. And that's when I realized, I'm like, I'm not just in love with theater, I'm in love with just the craft in general. Uh, and I just find, as I've been here, what I love about this community is, like what we said, the passion, the drive. And I love whenever I get to work with someone, and they come in and they just go, can I just be real with you? Let me tell you about what I want to do. And I look at them and I say, that's 
fine. Tell me all of your aspirations. Tell me what you want to do. And it's a it's a no judgment zone. I feel like some people yes. come in and they want to mm -hmm. sit here and they want to say, well, I should scale it down. Maybe I should do this. And I was like, no, tell me the big dream. Tell me where you want to be. And let's build a staircase on what do we need to do to get you to where you want to be. That's what it's about. Because when I was a kid, there was a lot of... Uh, instances where I would meet people and they go, well, I don't know, you, you want to do all these things, but I don't know what to tell you what to do. And through my experiences of learning different ins and different outs, the idea is just to make people comfortable and make them want to learn more. And learning is a good thing. Yes. You're never, you're never going to be at the top. And I tell them that I'm like, I still take classes. I still have a coach. I still go learn. You know, I never, we never reach a top where we know everything. No. Yes. And I, I love that there are so many aspiring learners here. Nobody feels like, okay, I've achieved and I'm done. Yeah. Yes. No arrival point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I learn every time I come to, every time I teach a class, I learn from, from the experience in one way or another. And the one thing that I've, I've learned uh, more than anything is that I still have a lot of learning to do and I enjoy it. And I, I think that I would get kind of bummed out if I got to a point where I felt like I've, I've, I've learned all there is to learn and that I've, that I've, that I've reached that <laughs> level of like where I just, you know, first of all, what an egotistical thing to be like, oh, I know everything. <laughs> I know it all. I just had somebody. I just had somebody down in Orlando tell me that she didn't believe. She doesn't believe in acting classes because she thinks that getting parts in movies is just all about who you know. And uh, yeah, that didn't go. That, that didn't go over too well. Um, uh, I, I, I first of all was baffled that she had the nerve to say that, but uh, it, it was insulting. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. above and beyond, like what we do is not easy. I mean, everybody, anybody that thinks that they can just phone it in, uh, it, it, it drives me nuts. Yeah. yeah. And that's a lifetime. Yeah. And to assume that every, right, and to assume that there's only sort of like one way to approach something too. And a lot of people just think that, that their first initial instinct about something um, uh, is, is, is right. You know, and I think that we've learned that, you know, uh, a, a lot of times our first instinct is the, is the lazy approach right it's the it's the that first that for the it's just what everybody else is going to be doing so how do we separate ourselves from what everyone else is doing right and uh you know with this group we get you guys dig deeper and and i love that and you're willing to dig deeper and and do some soul searching and uh, a little bit of you know uh self-torture if we have to right if we have to get ourselves <laughs> to these places of being sad or angry right right yeah. um jonathan jonathan McIntyre. <laughs> What's been your experience here, sir? Well, uh, let's see. Almost a year, I started, I guess, the month after you started coming to Pensacola. Uh, and, you know, Facebook basically led me to you. Uh, thankfully, you know, all the friends that I've accumulated in that time have been, you know, extremely supportive. And, you know, it was, for me, I got started in acting back in the early 90s. I mean, I started when I was 13, uh, doing musical theater. My mom had been a veteran of the stage. And so, yeah, I was like, ooh, this, is, this looks fun. I get to play. <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I started in Greece and Fiddler on the Roof. And uh, from there, I got into radio and landed, you know, as background in a couple of big movies in New Orleans, you know, long before Hollywood South, you know, uh, became their moniker. Uh, and then, 
much like everything else, Katrina hit, and I moved over here, and I basically sat dormant trying to rebuild my life until Pensacon came along. <laughs> yes, Pensacon. And, and Steve actually directed the, the first Pensacon commercial, and so I got to play a, a dark side type figure. He can tell you. Hey, John plays, plays Darth Vader, and yeah, he's our Darth I'm Vader. And just spending the day on set with Steve and talking to him and the other actors and the other you know crew members, I was like, you know, I've missed this part of me. Uh, something had been missing for a while, and boom, I, I started wanting to research and get back into things. So you know, luckily I've been able to do a couple more commercials with Steve and Pensacon, and from there, Jeremy's class, you know, was the next step. And wow, you know, after that first class and getting up here, I, I'll tell you, I was a nervous wreck. I know, I remember. <laughs> and, you know, I got up here to talk about our toolbox emotions. That yep. was the exercise. And I just kind of vomited at the mouth. And I think I was up here for like 30 minutes. It felt like it, didn't it? It was like three. <laughs> uh, you can't forget that one. Um, <clears throat> And that was just amazing to me that I was able to come up here vulnerable and mm. just spit out all these emotions and wow. Yeah. Well, we create a very safe place here, right? I mean, the, I mean, the, 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 I think the, the the most daunting aspect of starting with a, with a, an acting uh, class and acting different acting coaches and stuff like that is you never know. Sort of, are they going to be mean? Are they going to be brutal? Like, how is going? I I've learned a long time ago that you know you that we're all in this together and we're this is make believe and so ultimately taking this too seriously is going to get you, lead you to the point where you don't have fun and what's the point right i mean truly what we're doing is we're we're, we're making believe we're f having fun we're getting here and if we can all sort of revert back to you know the running through the woods and playing cops and robbers and all of that stuff we didn't pretend that we were cops and robbers we were cops and robbers yeah. right we were cowboys and indians we did and 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 this i just try to create a, a place where people feel like they can sort of just get back to that uh, uh, and, and, and just be without judgment and without uh, ever, be, I, I just, I don't think that I've ever, uh, especially intentionally, said anything mean to anybody. Uh, sometimes I'll tell you what you need to hear versus what you want to hear, but I try to always do it in a way to where I also tell you what you're doing right as well. I, I don't, you know, uh, I, I, I don't believe in breaking people down. This isn't the Marines. You haven't. <laughs> no, you have not done that at all. I've never okay, said that. I, I good. Think, I think what, I, I, the words I wanted to say is you tell the truth with compassion, and I think people oh, need to, the truth with compassion sounds <laughs> better than the truth with brutality. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, because, you know, a lot of people. Well, some people use that approach, though. You, yeah. And the thing is, is, that distance people from the opportunity to truly be yeah. the actor they want to be. And I think that this place really is, this is something special. And I, when I say a miracle, I really mean that. The, the, how this all happened is just a miracle in itself. Jeremy was sharing the same thing. And it just continues to grow. And it's fun to watch. You know, I mean, for me, I, you know, and, and all you it's guys too. Amazing. You know, practicing, rehearsing scenes with Lisa and then trying something with Jonathan and Nicole. And we all get to kind of interact with each other and, mm -hmm. And then, you know, we get some good guidance and direction, and then we go take that direction, and then we bring it back. And then you see the growth over the, over the many classes. And by the way, it's good to come to class every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the plug out there. 
because you want to stay in the flow of learning how to become an actor. And, it's you know, a muscle. You have to exercise, man. Well, you know, it's one thing coming here and wanting to be a hobby, but if you want to become the actor and you want to do the things, you need to come to class. You need to be here. Do the work. You know, do the work and into action, not into thinking and feeling. You know what I mean? Just come in here and do it. You, know? yeah, you might have a penchant for comedy. You might have a penchant for drama. And coming to these classes and seeing everybody do their scene work and uh, work on maybe a possible audition that they've got coming up. That's right. You know, I started doing comedy bits, and okay, that felt very comfortable to me. So now we're doing drama. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nicole and I are actually excited that we're actually going to be able to uh, perform a, a dramatic piece that we've been. Oh, I'm excited! I can't wait. Oh, excellent. And, yeah, uh, we met earlier this week, as uh, some of us do, uh, we're able to get together. And that's why this class rocks also, because these guys actually prepare. It's amazing. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the fact that we're so involved in each other's experiences and wanting to improve, you know, each other. And yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly why I like coming back as often as I do. I mean, I haven't been able to make every class. Thankfully, it was because I was on set doing something. <laughs> Always forgiven. <laughs> Always a hall pass on that one. Yeah, and, and I just want to keep doing more. I mean, the fact that we are making connections, that we, we're networking, uh, getting agents, getting great headshots with local photographers. Yes, um, slate shots, yeah, I mean, actors access. All everything is just... <laughs> like, you know, all the agencies, too, yeah. you know, it's like... Curtis Wynn, Audition Source Talent, and you have the wonderful, you know, Anne-Marie Crouch and Suzanne over at Barefoot, and these people need to be highlighted too because they're all a part of the community, and they mm -hmm. need to, you know, these people are accessible. You can communicate with them. They'll listen to you, you know, and that's, that's to me, that's something, because everybody, I think, looks at this as some kind of intimidating thing, but when you get involved with it, it's just like, this isn't, what isn't as difficult as I thought it was. Oh, that's ass. Is this intimidating? What do you think? Why do you want to be an actress? I love it. I mean, you just—I love that she's just like basically she she enjoys the process. If you don't enjoy the process, you're never gonna enjoy the the yeah. actual uh, acting because the process is—it's ninety percent of it. It's the pre preparation. The actual performing is over like that, right? I mean, it's a blip. You get a, the the time that you put into preparing for it is the bulk of the work you're gonna do, right? So I'm gonna brag on Zaz for a little bit. Uh, Zaz was a student at Pensacola Little Theater, and she was uh, the youngest student in my uh, teen drama class, and uh, she was phenomenal. Uh, she yes. was dedicated, she worked every, every day, she worked after class, um, and her performance showed as a result. And I don't take anything away from any of the other students, they were all very talented, but Zaz wanted it. Well, I, you know, I, I don't... I, I, if I didn't think that Zaz absolutely fit in here, I would feel odd because yeah, it's mostly adults. So but yeah, yeah. but she's, you're, you're, she's already such an accomplished young, young actress, and and, uh, and and I think that she fits right in here. And, and what, what, it's nice that we have a group of people here that all have enough class and uh, respect for for uh, everyone else that, uh, for the most part, everybody tends to keep it pretty clean. <laughs> you know, there's some occasional cursing. We are in a church, but you know, the fact is, is that acting is going to come with all kinds of, uh, of those opportunities. Uh, uh, we're not gonna say no to a really good paycheck just because some, there are a few F-bombs get dropped in it, right? And, uh, and, and the fact is, is that movies are made to reflect real life. 
And in real life, we're going to sometimes encounter adult situations, right? Well, and the so, big thing is, is Zaz's parents understand that. Yes. You know, they understand the, the craft. Perhaps Zaz's Yeah, I'm, I'm, we, I'm curious to yeah. see. Well, not, only, not only your own acting experience, uh, because uh, it's, uh, you, you're a fine actor yourself, though, sir, but, but how do you, uh, my, I'm curious as, as a parent, um, because I'm getting to the place where my sons are starting to show interest in at wanting to become actors, and they both actually have little roles in this television series that I'm about to shoot uh, uh, called The Dream Factory. And I, I, I'm on the fence about, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you protect your daughter through, from the bad side of it? And, and, and what is it that you will do as a father to not only support uh, her dream, but to protect her in the process? I'm well, curious. I, I can tell you, you know, Derek, as you know, and y'all know, there's a lot of insecurity out in the world. Yes. It's not simply just in the acting track. It's just in, in, in any occupation. Absolutely. And so, you know, everybody's got their secret. And so they figure if, as long as I keep something a secret, it's like a seesaw. I can push somebody down and elevate me, Ooh. but not in London Arts. Because here, everybody will communicate, exchange information to elevate everybody up. So that's one way. The other way is just common sense. Are we doing the right thing? Mm. Are, we, are we looking out for the best interests of the children? Are they having fun? That's it right there. Yeah. If they want to do it, you support them. Amen. And you figure out a way, you sacrifice yourself for the whole idea of how can my child have a better life than I have and hopefully have the same burden upon her when she hits 20 or 30 years from now. Or, you know, you, no one says you have to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. just to uh, put forth yourself to elevate them and figure out what's best for them. And if they're having fun, then you support them. And if they take the time to learn it and they stay up late at night, they'll write pencil marks. Am I smiling on this line? What am I doing on this line? Then you know it's not something they're just doing uh, just to go through the motions. They're Isn't that great? And, I, and you know, and I think that I wish that we could approach every subject that we have to teach our children or that children have to learn uh, with the same type of sort of enthusiasm for having uh, fun during the process. Our kid, you know, I, I know that my son, my oldest son, uh, he's ten, and he is brilliant. And when he's having fun, he learns like so much. But if he's, you know, if it's if it's this same laborious technical nonsense and it's no fun for him he just doesn't care and uh this can be the same thing you know if there's anything daunting about this process or or we we make it uh, uh, seem like you're going to be chastised or judged in any type of way, and it, then it stops having fun, and it's, it's the same thing. We're just big kids, right? And so if we're not having fun, we're not going to learn, and we're not going to want to grow, and we're going to want to just hyper-leap straight into become, you know, getting, being on sets and being paid and stuff like that and bypass this wonderful process of, of getting to mingle with your community and get to know everybody. We don't want to forget why we're doing this. Right. Absolutely. It's never about the money. Well, I, you're to be commended, sir, for, for, for allowing your, your daughter to reach for her dreams this, this early. Y'all are, are echoing everything, which is why I'm real comfortable bringing uh, my 11-year-old here. And anybody yeah. else who's got a young one that is dedicated enough should do the same thing. This is, this is the easy stuff uh, in terms of a good environment where they can only be elevated. Yes. And we will, in the process, teach them what to look out for. Um, uh, you know, knowledge is power regardless mm -hmm. and pretending like people don't curse and all that stuff is not going to behoove anybody. It's not going to teach you anything. It doesn't mean we have to 
beat a dead horse and, you know, get gross and uh, uh, immature uh, and, and all of that. Uh, there, there's a way to approach those subjects, I think, uh, in a mature way. Um, but, you know, it, it wouldn't do anybody any justice to pretend it doesn't happen, you know. And so uh, it's nice to be able to, in the scenes that we do, uh, approach adult uh, topics and subjects uh, with with without feeling like we have to hold back too much, but um, at the same time protecting everybody else's sensitivities and stuff like that. I think it's important. You know, I still feel very responsible. Even you know, I mean, Zass is my, I think my second youngest student. Bowen, who's like eight, is my youngest, and then one of my oldest students is like seventy-eight. But I still feel like everybody's like my kid. I feel like they're all my children. Like I got to protect everybody. You know. Um, and, and I can't always protect everybody, you know, uh, as we've, you know, we've learned sometimes there are shady people <laughs> in this industry. And so, yeah, believe it or not, yeah, no believe it or not, um, you know, and so I think that that's another reason to have a good group like this is because everybody keeps a lookout for everybody else. And uh, whenever those uh, creeps start um, infiltrating our, anyone else's life, uh, the people that that know about them immediately jumps in and kind of makes sure that our uh, our family's protected first. You know? Lisa. Hi. Lisa over there. Hi, Lisa. Hey, you guys. I am having so much fun. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be up here with you guys. Oh, we love having um, you. Oh, my gosh. This is so wonderful. Um, I've worked with Steve on survey and with Derek and want to say thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Oh, you did a great job. <laughs> thank you yeah. for everything. So um, I have connections. I asked him. Uh, the actors inspired me. I've been as an extra on Touch by an Angel. And as my husband was in the military, I, we had a movie to Europe. So I didn't have no connections there. So I came back and I worked on survey with Steve. He gave me the opportunity. It was so exciting. So with that, he gave me a few names to work with an actor, acting, acting coach. So I started from that. So I met. Isn't that amazing Jordan. too? That that you know, even though Steve's movie wasn't this like huge studio blockbuster. It was, it, 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 <laughs> they always do. And I think that's my point, is that the connections are the same, and the process is ultimately still kind of the same. And the, pa the, the, the passion that everybody that's on set puts into the project is still the same. Yeah. You know, regardless of the budget or whatever, the, the, everyone that, that's there, we're all doing something that we love together at the same time. And uh, all for the reason of, of creating a, a piece of art that, uh, everybody gets to be a part of together. Mm -hmm. And so the only way to make it as good as possible is to, is to be enthusiastic about every step of the process, regardless of paychecks and all of that stuff. The truth is, is that if you're getting into acting to get a paycheck, then go somewhere else, man. <laughs> go somewhere else. Cause well, film in general. Yeah, until you, until you, yeah, don't quit your, yeah, don't quit your day job. Uh, but, but I, you know, Feast or whenever I first got into the business, you know, almost 30 years ago, there were still only three networks, you know, and now there are how many outlets for making for, so the, the reality is, is that there, there has, there needs to be more content at all times. So there are all kinds of different levels of productions and, uh, 
if you take the smaller ones as seriously as you do the bigger ones, then uh, you will always enjoy the process. Uh, and the outcome's still the same. If we're all sitting around together watching, watching something uh, in a small theater together, it's just as exciting as if you go to a, a big screening of a bigger movie. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's all about sort of seeing the smiles on the faces and, the, and seeing everybody uh, being proud to be a part of something. You know? I see Shannon Williams over there. <laughs> yes. You know, I was going to count the times that the word fun has been used. Yeah. Dozens and dozens. But uh, several years ago, I was trying to expand my vocabulary, so I broke out with thesaurus and was thinking, how can I describe this better than the word fun? And after I went through all the pages, I ended up putting it down and going online and looking at a bigger thesaurus, looking for a word that would replace fun, and there is none. <laughs> Everything up that I get the opportunity to do is the word fun. Absolutely. And because you walk on a professional movie set, you walk on a on a set where where the um, guy holding the, the his cell phone that he's going to record with is the writer, producer, director. <laughs> <laughs> it is because, because as an actor, I mean, if you walk onto a set that's really prepared and everybody's really to use medical, I mean, to use military stuff, they'll square it away. It's um, it makes you feel Im important. Like, uh oh, what I'm about to do has just been elevated, not by what I'm going to do, but by what these people have done yeah. to prepare for me to say this one sentence or whatever. Yep. And it's and it's really a great feeling when you see, you know, you walk onto a movie set and, like I say, whether it's one person or whether it's a thousand people, everybody's excited to be there. Everybody's having fun. Everybody's a professional. And it just, it, it would just bend your mind and it makes you want to just do better and better. Unless you're in Los Angeles. <laughs> I'll tell you, that is the strangest thing to me, uh, uh, was, uh, you know, being out there for so long. The people that tend to um, get, you know, work constantly for, like, in the studio system, that always have big paychecks come in and stuff like that, they, at some point, they genuinely stop having fun. Yeah. It just becomes a job. Uh, and... Uh, it's kind of sad, really, because uh, it, it's they. I think they forgot why they got into the business in the first place, you know. And one of the greatest things to me about getting out of Los Angeles and, and coming down to the Gulf Coast is that everybody's still excited about the process. Everybody's excited about helping out in any way that they can. You don't have people uh, sitting around like uh, you know the some union guys that won't pick up a you know, a, a box if it needs to be picked up for a, for a woman or something like that because it's not in his, uh, his work category or whatever. You know, you see gentlemen being gentlemen and, and uh, people just dive in and do whatever they have to do to, to, to help out. And man, it, it kind of tripped me out when I first came down here because I got so used to the everybody being miserable and <laughs> not enjoying the process. And I and that's why I didn't really seem, feel like I fed in because I still was having fun. You know, I was still, I still love every set I go on to, regardless of budget or whatever. I, it's just fun. It's fun. I feel blessed to be there. I mean, we're lucky. The fact that you say that about Los Angeles, I mean, when I grew up, it was either Los Angeles or New York. Right. Yeah. You know, those well, were the, me too. The two big hubs for everything that we wanted to do mm -hmm. as an actor or you know crew. Uh, now, I mean, being in Pensacola, where we have our great film community, 
But, you know, Atlanta, New Orleans. Yeah. North Carolina, Louisiana, and absolutely. All along the, the Gulf Coast, people are making, you know, films, short films, the Cornbread Coast and Ostra, Blood Country. And, you know, I think Travis is working on another one that he wants to do in the area, right? Miami, I think. is what it is. Still in the neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> so... We don't have to, you know, waste all of our money to make a road trip to Los Angeles and sleep in a car. We, you know, we're within hours of a couple of the, you know, places that are stealing loads of business from New York and Los mm -hmm. Angeles. Yeah. I mean, Toronto is another one, but... Uh, yeah, well, I still hear people telling me, you know, that their goal is to make it out to Los Angeles. I'm like, why? Yeah, the business is in Atlanta, yeah. more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really makes more sense to be where we are. Well, the, I thing, mean, the thing is that, you know, you have Atlanta, you have New Orleans that are production hubs. And for local people that want to get in and, and get their start, get into the background, get into supporting roles, get into, you know, get on set, that's a wonderful opportunity for absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, but from an independent standpoint, you don't have to go out there. You absolutely. Can, you can make projects wherever you are. Mm -hmm. And as long as you have that support from the community, mm -hmm. then then you can do it. Absolutely. And, right. and there's so many, like you were saying, there's so many outlets now with Netflix and Amazon mm -hmm. and Hulu and, you know, the list goes on and on and yep. on, that if you can create something, you don't have to be location specific to nope. create. Well, and if you've got talented people like Kevin Elmar, for example, mm -hmm. I mean, he does so many Love Kevin. projects here on the Gulf Coast. He's doing Chasing Fame with us. He did Survey with yep. you. Yeah, he, he was our director did his of photography. Own projects. So when you have somebody like at that talent level, Chris Jadala is doing a great mm -hmm. job with Kid to Get a Job. So when you have people who have the equipment, have the the time and, and the money and, and stuff like that, yeah, you can do a lot of projects yeah. because mm -hmm. you've got the talent in the Gulf Coast to do them with. And again, that's why I think something like, like Emerald Coast Film Group is such a great idea because it gives us a chance to network mm -hmm. with each other. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely a safe space here at London Arts, but I think in Pensacola in general is a safe space, yes. which I really like. That's why yeah. I like this community as much as I do. Well, that's why I really am gearing London Arts more this way because what even the my goals for London Arts are huge and I want it to grow with the group that wants it the most you know uh, and you know we're we're gearing up to do another Monsters Anonymous if Woo. if you guys haven't had the chance to check out uh, Monsters Anonymous uh, uh, we we made a very it was a very London art specific 95% of the actors in it are, are London art students uh, we made a movie called uh, Monsters Anonymous that's winning a bunch of awards it's very a entertaining 22 film. minute short film it's hilarious but you know it, it it's I want it to remain a specifically a London arts project. And th because we've expanded so much since we made the first one, uh, when I went to write the second one, I had to create a lot more characters. And, uh, you know, we have all of the actors to, to, that I, I just I know now that I can just kind of write and know that those roles are going to be filled by really good actors because we have them. And so I don't feel like I have to, like, hold back any, or anything because I know that we've got... The, the talent to, 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 to make it what it needs to be, you know, and our goals are pretty lofty because the first one was pretty darn good, uh, you know, so making the second one uh, at least as good or better uh, it, it has to be our goal, and uh, I don't think that's going to be a problem, you know, uh, but I, I see this group down here being uh, really hungry and doing the work, and so 
the opportunities to be in, in a part of, uh, of, the, of the next one uh, are, are just growing exponentially for this area. And we're probably going to wind up shooting it here, the next one here. The thing, too, oh. the, thing, the thing, too, like what Jeremy's talking about, I was running an idea by him about possibly even doing, you know, I talked to Derek about this, about doing live auditions, you know, having people come in here and having this as a, as a platform to do that. Yes. Being here, mm-hmm. like you know, Steve talking about, you know, the cent- this is kind of a centrifuge of, of opportunity because we're centralized, and the drive is not too far to get to right you know, from wherever. Course, it's my casting file. If you're a new actor, that's a great tool. Yeah. Because getting, I think, learning the language of the set was so important. You know, Jeremy, you know, encouraged me so much to say, look, Matt, just go on cornbread and just, and he was there on set with me, and he was like saying, Matt, that's this, that's this, that's oh. that. And I had my pad out, and I was just. He did too. He did. He was like, he's like, I've never had anybody do that before. Like, here, really? Wait, what was that? A C stand? That's a C stand. Okay, that's a C stand. I am a notebook writing guy. I mean, because I, I I just, I want to. To be commended. I want to experience this so that my experiences are truly not for me. They're for other people. Because if I experience it, I need to pass that on to the next guy. Because we got the this opportunity. This class is all about like being Johnny Appleseed. We plant the seeds. You know, with Jeremy, with Jeremy's, you know, with teachings and stuff, and then water the crop, and then it, we watch it get to watch it grow, man. Yeah, that's a crazy metaphor. No, it's you, perfect. You know, and the thing is, is um, having the auditions here for different types of films, you know, and having Derek and, and Scott and all these people involved is just a really, really fun thing and beautiful thing. Well, having a venue alone is, is a right. big thing. Yeah. So thank you, First City Church. Yes. Yeah. Uh, First City Church, because, we love you. Because really, Not just a venue, the venue. This well, is spectacular. Like, I, Earlier, uh, Jonathan and I were, were rehearsing, and thank you, Pensacola Little Theater, uh, for letting us rehearse in their space because, you know, there's there's only so many times you can rehearse in your living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, my murder mystery rehearses in my living room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, we can. Uh, but, uh, but places like Pensacola Little Theater, now First City Church, um, other venues around Pensacola have been really um, helpful in actors and filmmakers and, and other people like that being able to do what they do and it's 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 so great to have these spaces to go to well you know the 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 best part i think of of, of growing a community like this is that it does it's not just for actors yeah. <laughs> it's for the directors and the filmmakers and it's for the makeup artists and it's for the casting the acting coaches and the and just everybody uh, Derek with his podcast, he gets to have access to uh, people that are in the industry, in the industry that he uh, uh, loves, and and gets to uh, feed his uh, industry, and it all sort of symbiotic in the sense that we all really do kind of all need each other in a sort of a way. It's like we're all like different organs to the same to one body, you know. And we, we, if, if one organ doesn't work, the, really, the the rest of the body doesn't work. And we have to have all of that. Yeah. yeah, you have to have that. And you have to have that constant support from everybody else. Uh, because whenever it does become competition, um, it loses its luster and it does lose it that word fun goes away and all of a sudden it does become like work and you know the fact anybody that starts taking this too seriously just needs to do something else because that's when this stops being fun and you know it's just like what he was saying about with Zaz you know as long as she's having fun he wants to continue for her to do that but if she gets to the point where she's not having fun and she would rather do something else then, then we, we have to protect our kids. We have to protect, you know, but we also have to protect ourselves the same way. If, if it gets to the point where you're not having fun with the process, then 
maybe this isn't for you. you know? well, Being on set's tedious, right? Before we continue this awesome feature on the London Arts Acting Studio, I have to remind you that for you, the listeners of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week, I'm going to recommend Star Wars Shadows of the Empire by Steve Perry, probably the most iconic extended universe story in Star Wars history. It kind of bridges the gap between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, really fleshes out the Boba Fett character, uh, introduces the Black Sun Initiative and Prince Shizor, who I thought was a very underrated character in the whole Star Wars saga. I really wish this was part of the new official canon, but sadly it is not. But it's still a very good book. Definitely go check that out. But they don't have just Star Wars. If you're a gamer, they have books from the Halo, Gears of War, Mass Effect series. They have mystery, romance, sci-fi, fiction, nonfiction, any genre you can think of, Audible has. And if you're always on the go like I am, Audible is a great service to have to be able to read without having to sit down and read an actual book. So to do that, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. I, the one thing I, I agree with Shannon, the one thing that I, I've told friends of mine is if I'm ever on a movie set and I'm not smiling, shoot me. Right. Because there's, there's something wrong. And yeah, it's long hours and it can be tedious, but it's, it's the brass ring, man. I mean, that's why, How blessed that's are you to be on that? Yeah. Why you're doing this is to be at that level of production. I mean, I've been doing theater for years and I take nothing away from theater. It's, it's wonderful and it, it certainly has its own challenges and rewards. But there is nothing like being on a film set. There's just yeah. not. Well, you know, kind of building on something you said here as far as the competition, you know, each project has a finite number of roles, number of jobs mm-hmm. on it. And, you know, you and I might be both in competition for a particular job, and you might get it and like, okay, great, well, but the next project, we might be working together. We mm-hmm. might be collaborating on something. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to look at that as... Well, that's my competition. Well, but the next job or the next 10 jobs, it might be a partnership. Yep. And so you have to look at, you know, from, from an acting, from a filmmaking standpoint, that you know, everybody in the community is a potential partner and yeah. a potential um, collaborator. We're ultimately all on the same team, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Rather than, you know, because uh, like you said, at any one time, uh, you might be all like Jonathan. And I might be auditioning for the same roles, and if one of us gets it, if 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 Jonathan and I both audition for a role that you know hundreds of people audition for, and one of us gets it, <laughs> I'm going to be ecstatic if he gets it. Uh, if anybody, if anybody in the family winds up getting one of those roles, I, I feel as if I've gotten the role anyway. You know what I mean? It's just the reward is so, I'm just so proud of everybody whenever they get that. that I've, I've never seen myself uh, as a competition for anybody. I literally would be just as excited for any of you guys to get a role as I would be for myself to get the role. Uh, I've never been that, you know, you know, I've got to beat him. I've got to get the role. <laughs> I mean, the, the great thing about this is when any one of us gets a role, Jeremy was like one of the first people I told, hey man, I, I just got this you know, lead role in a short film. And it wasn't something on my radar, but you know, I went to a couple of meet and greets that you know, the Emerald Coast you know, puts together. And just 
Actually, the funny thing about the film that I just finished wrapping, The Maple Leaf Murders, um, I met the writer-director because I did a 24-hour theater at the Imogene in Milton that was in fun. November. Yeah, that was fun. And that was the first time I'd set foot on a stage in, it's been a long time. You were great. Thank you. And, and it was great. I missed it. It was another part of me that, oh, I need to do more. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, the one act that I was cast in was written brilliantly by Nick Smith, who's a filmmaker you know, uh, based out of Fort Walton Beach. And I just, I was drooling at how well these characters were fleshed out in 10 pages. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, and I get to play this guy, and this is so me. I mean, it was perfect. And after you know, we were done with it, I went to Nick and I said, you know, I just, I'm in awe about what you created in eight hours because they had to be fresh ideas written overnight between when we initially got picked for the, for the one act and then when we performed it. Uh, it's really cool. Talk about but if you didn't do that, if you didn't make that connection, if you didn't take that, make that decision to go to that particular event, you wouldn't have wound up in the lead, in a, right? And so that's why it's important to be connected with the community and to support each other. And there's no event too small to be a part of, right? Because that's where you might make that connection to get you in the next. No small parts. No small parts. There comes a time as an actor when you have to go, okay, how much is my time worth? And every professional actor gets to that point. And it's tough. It's, it's a tough call at that point. But one of the things to remember is that the pay isn't always what's important. The connections that you're going to make in yep. that experience are what's important and what you're going to learn. Yep. So those are the times when you have to really make some considerations for yourself. And, you know, we, we all talk about getting paid and how getting, you know, getting professional jobs is wonderful. And it is. But there's a lot to be said for work that you do for free as well. Yes, enjoying the enjoying the journey, right? Yeah, Not just the destination. Definitely. Shannon, I think, has got something. In other markets, you'll hear people say, don't ever work for free, don't ever be an extra. People will always see you as an extra. Well, in this market, in Pensacola, you have to be an extra if you want to see what a movie sells. Exactly right. You have to do free stuff if you want to get in front of a camera and test your metal and see Build your if you can actually yeah. do it. You know? yeah. Anybody that ever tells you not to do something, that's your competition. They're telling you that because they don't want you knowing something that they know. And, and what you just said is a learning experience on top of that because I've probably done 30 films locally here and half will never be seen. <laughs> Sometimes that's a good thing. I've got my, uh, my movies. Okay, what was my lesson for today? And try right. to find that lesson and, 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 and use it. Yep. And it helps every single time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, connections are amazing. Yeah. And, you know, Shannon, I did the same thing. I went on to a couple of professional, you know, some major film sets as a background performer just so I could be on the set from a filmmaking perspective, not necessarily an acting perspective, but just to see, okay, for, on a smaller scale, am I doing it right? What can I learn from from this and it actually helped me because having spent seven days running in 100 degree temperature with 800 people, um, very shortly thereafter I produced something that involved 100 people running in 100 degree temperature. Yeah. So I was able to take what I learned from there and apply it to this other project that I was working on. So it, you, you do, you always learn from things that you, you work on. and. You know, and, and again, not only from an acting perspective, from but from 
a filmmaking perspective, if you want to go into a, into this craft as a filmmaker, you know, work on other people's projects, see what they do, take away some of the negative experiences too, um, but look at the positives and see, okay, you know, what did they do that I can learn from, that I can take, or improve. Okay, on. that didn't work. Yep. Let me do something that will work. And, right. and also, as an actor, being able to be on set and watch what other people do. I mean, one of the things that I yeah. say, and I know Jen's going to yeah. back me up here, <laughs> one of the things that I've said being an, a stage actor for as long as I have been is the best thing a stage actor can do is go work tech. Yes. It's, yes. it's the best yes. thing you can do yeah. because you now understand, at least in part, the complete process of, of being in a production. Mm -hmm. It's not just acting. Yeah, actors are great. Woo go us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but a movie's not actors alone. Yeah. A movie mm -hmm. is it's a, a lot, lot of moving parts. Of people. It yeah. takes a village. Yeah. You know? and, and on the flip side of that, I spent a year doing a murder mystery theater show. And as an actor, because I wanted to get that experience to remember what it was like to be vulnerable. Yes. And, you know, when you're coming in from a writing and directing perspective and producing and it's like, okay, you know, you're, you're dealing with all these, you know, moving parts here. But what's it like to be that performer that has to emotionally be naked in front of... Mm -hmm people on a camera and, and crew. Well, and until you've done it, you don't, I mean, the fact is the best directors, the best filmmakers will do that. That way you can understand how to communicate with actors. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's nothing worse than the, the director that is so technically minded that with, without having any real sort of sensitivity towards uh, what it takes to, to, to act and invest ourselves. Uh, more uh, yeah, the ones that just, you know, I, I, I know my w wife worked on a, a film with a director that uh, basically uh, told her, uh, you know, have you seen Die Hard? Um, like Bruce Willis did, like, 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 like Bruce Willis did in, in Die Hard. Like that was his direction to her. Like, you know, like, like, like Bruce Willis did in Die Hard. She's like, what kind of that? What are you talking about? I don't, yeah, like, well, like, that's not direction, you know, but understanding what it takes uh, to, for an actor to, especially if it's, it involves a, a lot of emotion, uh, it, you have to be uh, sensitive to uh, each individual actor because everybody's different and what it takes for each individual actor to get to that place uh, has to be, you have to figure that out. As a director, you have to learn how to read everybody and deal with them on their terms, not your term. Uh, the actor, the directors that think that everything has to be done on their terms, uh, are going to they're, they're going to uh, sort of they're going to lose that connection to well, their, and, their actor. and that's true. And the same thing from writing, to, where you you have in your mind here's what the character is, and then you get a human being that gets put into that oh, character, yes. and that person is bringing their own experiences, Absolutely. their own background, their history, their personality to that character, and suddenly okay, that's not what I wrote, that's not what I had in mind as a director, but you know what? If I cast, from a directing standpoint, if I cast correctly, then that character is going to come to life. Yeah, you have to just trust that. Yeah, you're, you're, it, it, that you're casting the person that's going to take your words and bring them to life the way that you wanted them it to. It makes my job easier as a director, too. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, you know, Jonathan, here's this character, bring it to life, and... and coming to Jeremy's class all the time. When I first um, came into your class, um, I was so You were scared, scared to death. <laughs> I was so scared like you were. Um, but I've improved. I never thought I would cry in 
act, acting with you. You guys made me cry. Are you yeah. kidding? And I was like, oh my God, I can say now I'm an actress. Well, that's because you really did it, you know, and you felt safe enough to be able to do that, right? Like nobody was judging you. Nobody's, no, everybody's that's just supportive you. I this class because everyone here inspires me and I learned so much. I'm learning so much from all of you guys. And with connection, you guys are showing me and leading me the way, you know. And so I believe in dreams, you know. Yes, (laughs) I do too. um, Yeah, so one day it will happen. Well, The the um, thing, too, that I wanted to say is, you know, kind of what Steve and Jeremy were talking about, going on set and learning the language of the set is so important, too. And learning that, and then learning, too, that sometimes you have to play a character. Like Jeremy and I were talking, sometimes you got to pretend that it's 100 degrees out when it's actually 45 degrees out. And you have to sit in one spot for 17 hours. And they're bringing in blankets from Walmart, and you're sitting there, and you're shivering, and you're getting paid next to peanuts. But it's, it's about saying, look, I went there, I worked 19 hours, I drove back home. And I got a smile on my face, and I got this right. experience that I can share with people that most people spend their whole life trying. At the end of the day, you survived it, right? Yeah. And when we're, we're, we're in the middle, of, when we're in the middle of it, you're cursing it, and you're like, what, I've never, "What am I doing?" And everyone to do this again. But at the end of the day, you just feel this sort of like overwhelming sense of accomplishment, like, "Wow, I, I, I'm alive still," and I just, yeah. Yeah. One of the best quotes that I have ever heard from a director was. It was Steven Spielberg talking to an extra in Raiders of the Lost Ark. You may look, you may feel like you're a fool, you know, when when the the ark was opened and all the uh, Nazis had the, oh, the light shine. Yeah. yeah, they're they're like you know, yeah. all over the place. You may feel like you're looking like a fool, but it's going to look perfect on camera. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And and so that's what I always. I mean, I was in the last film I did. I'm playing a, a Canadian hitman. And we had a rooftop shootout, and it was 40 degrees, and I'm wearing shorts and sand. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, off camera I was wearing a jacket, but on screen you're not going to know I was, you know, my teeth are chattering. <laughs> What's amazing, though, is between action and cut, you don't feel any of that, do you? You don't, you can, it can be so bitterly cold outside, but between action and cut, you don't feel a thing because you just get this little surge of adrenaline and you're focused uh, on the task at hand. Uh, and the first television series I was on, a show called I'll Fly Away in the early 90s, uh, we, uh, uh, which was a show we won the Emmy for Best Drama and got canceled like right afterwards. Uh, welcome to the business. Uh, but uh, uh, was my first sort of real kind of like experience with this was... Uh, I was supposed to be uh, walking with my girlfriend near this pond, and we are playing around. We slip and fall into the pond and play around. Well, it, they had to crack ice on this pond and get the ice off of the pond first, and then started rolling camera before it would freeze up. And we still had to uh, had to fall into this water freezing water and splash around and play around like it's the fun frolicky like and I remember hitting the water and it was so cold that my heart hit my ribcage I remember feeling my heart hit my ribcage and just like all the breath going out of me and just thinking oh my god I'm gonna die and then but they kind of just pretending like we were splashing having fun and then they said cutting both the girl and I both just screamed the f word so loud like and and then uh, the producer came down and was like that was great that was great uh, can you do it one more time for us and I literally it was the first time I ever stood up for myself as an actor and I said 
Ian, if you get in that water, <laughs> I'll get back in the water. He goes, that's a wrap. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was it. Uh, but man, uh, yeah, sometimes we have to sacrifice ourselves on, that, on those kind of levels. And uh, uh, it's not always going to be fun, but uh, in the, in, it looked fantastic. And it looked like it was springtime and that we were having fun and frolicking and, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you have to you have to have your yeah. limits. I mean, you know, I felt literally like I was gonna die if I had to do it again. Yeah. So it wasn't worth it. Well, yeah. safety is a big concern and you know, because a lot of times filmmakers forget that we exist in the real world. Because we're flexi frogs. And well just film in general you know, you, you think, well, we have a, a scene where a convenience store gets robbed, so we're just going to bring some fake guns and go to this convenience store and film the scene where they're running around with guns, and yeah. next thing you know, you're surrounded by cops. Yeah, you don't have a lot. Yeah, you know, the smaller budgets, you don't have the, 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 the benefit of having, like, cops on the payroll that are, like, locking off streets that understand that they're getting ready to be people running around with guns and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the guerrilla filmmaking aspect of it definitely lends to some, uh, some interesting... Uh, but, but I've seen where people, you know, they walk into the middle of the streets without thinking that this traffic is not... <laughs> gonna stop for you. Yeah. They don't know that you're shooting a movie. Yeah. And, you know, in filmmakers tend to forget, like I said, the realities of the world. And when it comes to actors, um, you know, there's often times where they're gonna put you in positions that may not be the safest. Yeah. And so, from an acting standpoint, yes, you do need to stand up for yourselves. And, and from a crew standpoint, too, you say, hey, what's the safety on this? Well, there's a protocol for a reason. There, mm -hmm. There's a reason there are stunt people. There's a reason that, that there are stunt doubles and photo doubles and all of that. Through the years, they've learned uh, through the process of killing people and people getting injured and suing them and all of that, that there there's a process for a reason. And I think that the the sort of the, the dangerous line that gets crossed between uh, studio-backed movies and bigger-budget movies where they have the insurance to cover, anything like that, uh, and these smaller movies is that sometimes the, 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 the filmmakers get so sort of exuberant about, the, about getting uh, this amazing shot or whatever that they forget that uh, you know, they could be risking somebody's life or whatever. And uh, you know, I think that that's kind of our job as a community also is to make sure that our, our fellow actors are always protected and not taken advantage uh, in those types of ways. Well, on survey, you know, we had we had a fight scene that involved a sword, and so we had a fake a double that was created to look exactly like the sword yep. to for safety purposes. That's the process. And which kept <laughs> breaking on set. <laughs> um, but you know, we we had these potentially dangerous actions that were happening, people being, you know, punched and thrown and, and so on and so forth. And one of the actors was constantly saying, well, no, no, hit me for real. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and then the time that it, it did kind of slip and he did get hit for real, he, I don't think he really liked it that much. No. Um, you know, so, but it's, you know, it, it is make-believe. And yes, we're trying to sell a reality, but there's still safety that has to come first and and you constantly have to be thinking that yep. did he go to the harrison ford school of physical acting <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> but one of the things uh, that i really liked hearing again and again and again and again and again in this podcast uh, as well as fun 
is vulnerability. Yes. I think everybody has said that word, and it, it, I have to just talk about that for a minute because it makes me so happy to hear. Because I think that a lot of people who either have never been an actor or, or don't understand <laughs> acting don't realize how important it is to be vulnerable as an actor. Mm -hmm. I, I, if, I, if somebody had to ask me what is the one thing you have to have as an actor, I would say vulnerability because you have to let people in. And if you, you don't, or you can't, that's where you run into problems as an actor. Uh -huh. um, and it is such a, 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 a private and, and uh, psychological thing, for lack of a better term. Uh -huh. It's to have that yeah. level of vulnerability. Um, and so that's that's what I I personally think good acting is 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 part of part of what good acting is 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 being vulnerable, and the thing that's great again about the London arts um, community is that we can be vulnerable. That's why I think you get the performances that you get, Jeremy, is because you create a space that is that fosters that kind of vulnerability, and that's important. I just, you know, this, the, the bottom line for, for me is that I teach from almost 30 years of actually doing it, mm -hmm. and I know what works and what doesn't work. I'm not going to waste your time by telling you to, you know, come in and be the color blue, or, uh, you know, be, you know, be, uh, yeah, be yellow, uh, yeah, be a tree, plant yourself, it's not, that kind of stuff is just, that's not going to get you where you, I'm results oriented so whatever uh, it takes to get you to that next step as quickly as possible so you can actually really really dive in to uh, becoming an actor uh, is, is, is what I try to do and uh, pretending uh, that it r involves anything other than just making yourself uh, vulnerable uh, is going to be a waste of time and it's going to lead you the long way around, you know, it's like a sh long walk for a short drink. It's, it's, we, uh, the more you allow yourself to really feel what the character is going through, regardless of what you have to put yourself through, uh, the better your performance is going to be and the quicker you're going to get there. I had some, I was in Memphis last week and, uh, uh, I, I was talking to the students about the, the, the vulnerability and the, the, the toolbox and all this stuff and, and, sometimes the fact that we have to sort of somewhat torture ourselves. Um, and then uh, the guy that was running the class uh, ha had another acting coach who teaches Meisner stuff, uh, who he introduced kind of in the middle of my class, which was odd. Um, <laughs> and and the guy basically, and he basically sort of had, had him speak for a few seconds of what he does, and he basically sort of completely contradicted everything I just told everybody. He was like, I teach you, teach you how to get to this place without having to torture yourself because I just don't think you have to go there. I was like, why are you in my class right? Like, what are you? Who are you? Like, leave. And it was, you know, and it, and and once again, it was somebody that uh, has this much experience in front of cameras, that that had no business even calling himself an acting coach in the first place, but then completely contradicting everything that I was telling them, um, and uh, then realizing, oh my God, this is the roadblock that you guys have to, this is what you guys are having to deal with. Uh, and I've, I've noticed it uh, uh, on uh, several, several occasions down here, um, uh, people being led, being misled uh, by, by people that don't genuinely have the experience to be uh, in a position of teaching them. Uh, and, and so it winds up being uh, a, a lot of fr sort of fruitless efforts uh, and a lot of money spent on 
learning bad habits rather than uh, focusing on what's good, right? I mean, you understand the you understand the the, the sacrifice that we have to make as actors, right? Uh, to, to 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 make ourselves right. And everybody has their own methods, but no one should come in and say, oh, you're doing everything the wrong way. Because if there's anything that I feel like I've learned, it's like there is no wrong way. You make a choice. Yeah. You make a choice, you commit to it. If you find something that works for you, great. Mm -hmm. But it's all about knowing that I have options, I have choices, and I, as an actor, choose to go to the class and work with the person that works for me. And yep. yeah, nobody should ever contradict. That's so completely yeah, it was the strangest thing, especially after hearing, because he basically was just responding off of what he had heard me tell them. And uh, <laughs> I just, I, in that moment, I just thought, you know, like the nerve of this guy. Like, first of all, like, who are you? Secondly, why, what are you doing to my students? Because you're going to go in and try to reverse everything that I just taught them and that gets confusing as hell you know I mean whenever you're having to when you're when you're in the process of learning and you're trying to figure it out uh, uh, a fig having anybody tell you there's only one way to do anything is not gonna help you I always encourage you guys to learn with as many different people as you can uh, as long as they are teaching you the right things um, uh, but there's a lot to be learned from 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 people that really you know that do it the wrong way as well right like we learn a lot from from getting on sets with filmmakers that don't really know what they're doing I'm sorry. and right <laughs> and, uh, and 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 watching them make mistakes and figuring out you know what i this this i, I wouldn't be doing it this way maybe this is how they do it but uh uh you know for for the most part it's just about uh being open minded to uh sort of like all of it being helpful except for the the wrong advice and being aware of what the wrong advice is exactly. you know anybody who comes into somebody else's class and contradicts what they say first of all they just don't understand the professionalism yeah. of, of you don't do that it was so weird Bad. Um, but yeah, and, and there, yeah, there are lots of different approaches. I mean, there's Meisner, there's Uta Hagen, there's Stanislavski, there's, there's all kinds of different, uh, teaching methods and, and things that, that, to learn. But ultimately, and, and again, I, I know general agree, it's, it's what you're comfortable with as a student, you know, exactly. and, and how you feel about, uh, the process and, and if you've learned something, if there's growth, I think if there's growth, then you're probably where you need to be. Yeah learns a little differently mm -hmm. that's the thing is when you know your students you know I'm not going to give this person this scene or give them this technique right now because this isn't the time for it mm -hmm. or this is oh they're latching on to this I'm going to do this because it's about your student and you want to help them that's what it's yes. all about right. it's not about having an ego and saying my rate is the right way and right. that's the problem I think is a lot of teachers sometimes the ego gets involved yes. and they and they they become more than themselves yeah. and and that's mm -hmm. that's when you know as a teacher you're having a problem and you yes. need to do a self-check well, all I can do is teach you guys all I can do is, is teach from personal experience and what works for, what has worked for me for 28 years and uh, go back and sort of almost like reverse engineer my process because until I started teaching I never really put like a name to any of it or sort of designated any of the process to like, like sort of it was just all sort of kind of a natural way of approaching things that I and so I had to figure out as a teacher how to convey uh, all of those steps that I sort of take and kind of do automatically and kind of break it all down 
uh, and, and figure out what the fundamentals are. And that's why, you know, coming in the beginnings of my classes, I just start off with the absolute fundamentals, which is what? Let's memorize your lines, right? <laughs> How, I mean, that's first and foremost. <laughs> You're never going to give a performance if you are worried about your lines. And so there's not anything too complicated about that. And then listening, uh, there, it's not as complicated. You know, if you get a book that's like this thick uh, on acting, uh, throw about that much of it away yeah. and keep about that much of it because that's really all that, uh, the, that you truly, really uh, need to, to figure it out because uh, overcomplicating the process it just... Uh, it confuses people and it prolongs the process and it makes them feel like they're doing something wrong, um, you know? Uh, and, and I think that that's all completely counterintuitive. Speaking of class, anybody out there, we have one tonight. Yes, we do. We do. Right yeah, I, I just want, right after this podcast, I just want to throw how important that is. Yes, we do. And uh, you guys should come join us. Anybody, come on down. Come yeah. down to... There's plenty of room on. on the couches. Yeah. <laughs> 1301 yep. East Gadsden Street. Five o'clock. Pensacola. Yep. Just bring yourself and a partner. If not, we'll partner you with somebody. And you will learn. And it, it, it's a great experience. You know? Derek, what do you got? It's no, just I, your podcast. We've just been taking over I Derek's podcast. Derek the whole time. The less talking I have to do on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to say, uh, from my personal experience, for those who, you know, Nicole, you hit on it with stage actors learning backstage stuff. Mm-hmm. Actors, I think, should learn behind the camera stuff, oh, behind the Absolutely. camera people should learn acting stuff. That's why, I, that's why I joined Kitty Get a Job. I don't do mm-hmm. any acting on Kitty Get a Job. I do all behind the scenes stuff. Thank you, Chris Jadala. Yeah, those guys do a good job. Absolutely, yeah, they do, yeah, they do fantastic work. Just like with, with Survey, Steve asked if I would do sound. I'd never run sound before, but it was a good learning opportunity. And then that's afterwards, awesome. he's like, how do you feel about sound editing? <laughs> sure, I'll do that. And I've gained a lot of respect for sound editing after that. <laughs> And even, you know, I took, I think it might have been your first class, Jeremy, you did here. I was petrified. I know, I remember. <laughs> Absolutely petrified. We did we yeah, we did. So just don't, don't be afraid to try new things because, mm-hmm. you know, I actually end up fairly enjoying doing sound. So the water is comfortable. Absolutely. And, and, Absolutely. If, and if I may add on that note, too, as far as trying different things and, and learning the technical side, learn story structure, learn how to write. Now, I know that not everybody is going to be a great writer, but if you get into it and you learn, okay, here's what a story is, here's the three-act structure, here's how a character develops from the beginning of the story to the end, that will help you from an acting perspective too, understand, okay, so I'm now given this script here, here's what my character's role in that script is. Well, and you understand arc, yeah. which is so important. Yeah. And, not, and not every character has an arc. You have the main characters, and you have supporting characters that come in to do a specific job in that story. And so if you understand that, too, it's like, okay, here's what that character is. Here's what my role well, is. Well, also about learning through the... The, the, the fact is, is that uh, one of the, I think, most eye-opening uh, experiences for me was walking into a movie set and realizing that they don't shoot movies in order. <laughs> that, <laughs> Sometimes you're going to be shooting the last scene in the movie on the first day, and so you have to figure out where has my character, what's the his journey been, what have I been through, and emotionally where is this character? Uh, 
on the first day, not having done any of it yet, or re actually being going through that experience. And so understanding uh, the technical aspect of it is going to allow you to be aware that you're not going to be shooting things in order, and so you at all times have to figure out uh, what stage your character has gotten to emotionally or whatever, uh, what their journey has been. Uh, but uh, also just giving respect to uh, the process and understanding that, you know, these things are shot mostly according to location. And, mm -hmm. and so just breezing over a script or something like that isn't doing, uh, you're, you're not going to do yourself any justice. You literally have to dig in and understand the character so completely uh, because you don't know at any moment like what, what where you're going to be inserted into the story like what, where are you going to be jumping into the story as an actor like at what point uh, do you start mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know that kind of stuff like that that's where the experience of coming to class and constantly working that's that's why you we do that because uh, if you didn't uh, and you and you weren't constantly sort of keeping yourself sharp, uh, those kind of things like that can really, really throw you off. And all of a sudden, your performance is going to suffer from it because you didn't do the, the pre preparation and the work. I think, too, it's a lot about accountability, too, being accountable to your partner. And Jeremy teaches this in his yes. class about you owe your other actor a good performance. Yes. And that's by doing your homework. That's by... That's by doing what you doing what you're taught here. It's not yep. just coming to class, showing up, and then giving to the world. It's it's taking direction and learning. Mm -hmm. And I've learned more about direction and, and just learning how to be more disciplined in that area. And that to me is amazing. And it and it leaks into other portions of your life. It really does. Being a yes. being a father myself, just getting David Hall to do her pictures, you know. And I was telling Jeremy, I was like, she was watching Stranger Things. She's like, Dad, I want to do that. <laughs> And I says, well, I think I might be able to help you with that. You know, and like what Steve was talking about, I said, you know, Arby, we'll try it out. If you don't want to do that, we'll do something else. Mm -hmm. But it's just giving her the opportunity and the platform to do it is such a great opportunity. And lifting each other up and saying, look, you know, you might want to try that different. And, and it's there's no harm intended either. And it's all coming from the heart. And it's just really good to, to see. So. Mm -hmm. The thing we're really blessed with here, and I was going to ask you, Steve, because you said, you know, l learning to write. Yeah. is important so what would what what would you suggest as far as learning to write like community ed classes or, or or santa fe college or like what would you what would you do well um <laughs> sorry put you on the spot at the very least, get some screenwriting books, get, you know, um, read things online, get involved with online communities. Writers groups, things like that. Um, but for the most part, I, the, the reason I'm saying that is because just like I tell people that are wanting to work in crews, learn how to edit. Because yes. editing is storytelling. Mm -hmm. And everything that you do when you're, you're putting together a film, no matter what you're your um, profession is, it's telling that story. Yes. You know, from a makeup perspective, you know, we had conversations as far as where are they, who are these characters, what are they coming from? Uh, you know, from a costuming standpoint, Levon, who, who made amazing... She did, they were beautiful. ...for Servi, you know, she had to basically do character analyses and oh, yeah. figure out, you know, okay, what is this character... And what would that character be wearing? Mm -hmm. what, 
you know, where's that character coming from, from an outward point of view? And, but if you, if you do kind of learn the basics and you have an understanding of here's what a three-act structure is, here's what a story is, then I believe it will help you become a better craftsperson, mm -hmm. no matter what, if it's from acting or... Well, I didn't tell them that, that makes sense. when they're choosing scenes to perform in class, to find the scenes that have that arc, that have a beginning, a middle, and then something that they can draw their... Because you have this little bit, this small amount of time mm -hmm. uh, to, to perform this scene. And in this small amount of time, uh, you have to take your audience on the journey with you, right? And if it's if you if there's no journey to be had, then it's not going to resonate very much. And right. So uh, I, the the best scenes in the world start at one place emotionally, right? And oh, yeah. Some place completely differently. You know, uh, that's how you know if you picked a good scene. To me, mm -hmm. if you can pick a scene that is sort of indicative of an entire story in the sense that it has a beginning, a middle, and end, or an arc has some place to go, then uh, then you know you're on, you know you're on something yeah, yeah. Some yeah. Type of conflict, some, something that happens in the scene that uh, that that uh, allows it to uh, grow from one place and go somewhere else well, yeah obstacle overcome or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we you talked about editing earlier and i just want to touch on that i think editing is magical i'm going to say that to the camera i really do i uh i i am floored uh, by editing. Editing can make or break a film, and I've seen that on more than one occasion. Yeah, as well as music, yeah. The choices, the choices that, that, that uh, an editor has to make in the room are kind of incredible, and, and I, I encourage any director to be sitting in that room with that editor, because it's, it's yeah, it's, uh, that's your story right there. And, uh, Again, uh, with with Kitty, I've I've seen some really good editing, uh, and uh, because I've seen like a rough cut, and then I've seen the edit, and I'm like, wow, that's different and better, yay. Um, but yeah, yeah, oh yeah, their production quality is fantastic. Um, and uh, but but the editing, it, it really it's magical to me. I want to learn how to do it uh, uh, because it's just yeah, it's so much fun. The power. Uh, but uh, but it is yeah I'm looking for yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're kind of controlling everything. I mean, you literally control the, the color timing to the acting timing. Mm -hmm. All of it. You know, the fact is, is that I mean, a, a movie, a western that uh, I was just in um, that you guys all know about. Uh, I, the script, beautiful. Well, that's what I mentioned about the and editing. The yeah. Music yeah, yeah, but it was a beautiful oh, film. Star. Yeah. Beautiful film, most beautiful, script was beautiful, the end result missed because yep. it got yep. crap. Yep. And music, and yeah. well, and like you said, music can do the same thing. Um, Ridley Scott says that music is another character in in a in a film. So it's really kind of amazing to to think about film and think about everything that goes into it to make it what it is you know which makes me really excited about the, the upcoming project and everything but it's it's uh yeah it's just i'm i'm very blessed to be doing this stuff i mean for me my major has become teaching 
you know? Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was gonna do this. And uh, not a lot of people know exactly my story, but the fact is, is that I'm one of the people that, started, that really got hit by the 2008 stock market crash. I lost my house and everything that I'd ever worked for. Uh, money was, I think I lost $600,000 in a house in one day. Wow. It turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. That won't teach you vulnerability, I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter? No, I don't, see, that I don't, when I'm thinking of being sad, I don't think of that, because it's right. literally one of the best things that ever happened to me. I never would have started teaching, probably. I wouldn't have gotten out of Los Angeles. I probably wouldn't mm. have had my wife and had my children, the children that I had. Mm. I wouldn't wow. have all of you guys in my life. And uh, I think there's a valuable lesson in that also, that Jim, Jim Carrey said it the best. He said, I wish everybody would have a chance to be rich and famous at least once in their life so they can realize that's not what life's about and that's not what mm -hmm. happiness right. is. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it doesn't suck. Certainly, <laughs> 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 sure, money makes things a little bit easier but, you know, on some levels, but uh, I wasn't. You know, the bottom bottom line for me is just that uh, the main thing that we have to remember is that we know that we go around once, <laughs> at least, you know? And who are we going to live that one time for? Are we going to live it for everybody else, or are we going to live it for ourselves, you know? Are you going to look back uh, and have regrets, or are you going to look back and say, I followed my dreams, and I, and I did something uh, for me, and I did something that was unique and exciting and, and life-giving, you know? Because, you know, uh, one of the other cool things about getting into movies is that's, that's something that will, you know, you will all, in a sort of, some kind of strange way is that you will always be alive through that regardless, you know? Oh, yeah. And my kids will always, my great-grandkids, <laughs> my great-great-great-great-kids will always be able to see what their great-great-grandfather looked like and what he was like in some sort of way because they'll have that, uh, no, it's that, real that, seeing yourself yeah. like on a screen in Japan. Yeah. There's kanji underneath, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a unique opportunity to sort of kind of, uh, kind of leave your mark on the world a little yeah. bit. Um, uh, but, you know, in the process, uh, just be nice and enjoy it and, well, and be kind to people. And you have to be nice because for, 
multiple reasons, but in the film community, you have to be nice because you don't know who you're going to work with again. Exactly yeah. right. You're a jerk. Nobody's going to hire you. Right? Yeah. The fact is, it is a small community, regardless. And, you know, back in the days of the studios and stuff like that, people, you know, were given contracts and they could behave any way that they wanted to and mistreat everybody. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way anymore. If you're, if you're a jerk, then you're very easily replaced. And yeah. people, and word gets around about it, you know, as yeah. well. You know, uh, it is a small community, and, and it's just, you know, about having respect for not only the people that you work with, but for yourself, you know, well, having crew, some dignity. Yeah. Uh, and the crew, the crew is so important. I mean, from the caterer to the, to, yes. the, to the key grip, to the, to the editor, to, to yeah. whoever people will. And people. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. that, that's one of my number one roles. Catering is the most important job yeah. Yes. Catering is key. So then, I, just, I just think it's really important to, and I agree with you, Jeremy, I think it's really important to treat people well because, you know, for a couple of different reasons, but the one reason, one of the reasons is that you never know who you're going to meet again, you never know who they're going to become, um, and, uh, you know, it makes you feel better anyways to not be a jerk. Yeah, I mean, really, are you going to look back on your the end, at the end of the day and be happy with yourself if during the day you yeah, mistreated somebody or, yeah. or, 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 you know, I mean, how rewarding is it really to get something by, like, force or by being mean? Yeah, and, I like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, no, it's just not worth it. it no. You know, It'll reveal itself in the in the end product anyway. Yeah. Well, and it comes back to doing doing what you love or loving what you do. Yeah. I think that if you if you love what you're doing and you want to be there, you're gonna hopefully reflect that attitude and and make it contagious. Yeah. You know the thing the thing I wanted to say before before we wrap it up with Derek is I just want to say that like this has been one of the greatest experiences of my life, being able to watch you guys do this stuff and allowing. You know, just having this place for Jeremy to be has been, I have, I'm telling you, I just think about it on a daily basis, how this is, you know, I was the kid that was changing the TV channels with his toes, you know, watching, <laughs> I mean, because that's, you know, I wanted, I, I mean, my dad, you know, he was such a big influence on me, passed in 2013, but he was such a strong influence in the film, you know, in film, and uh, I just, from my heart, I'm just so thankful that I get to be with you guys, man, and I'm glad that you guys, you know, took this idea and ran with it. Derek, what do you think? I just wanted to say, because uh, we are uh, wrapping up on time here, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody. And just getting to hear all your stories from acting to writing, improv, makeup, just so many aspects go into you know, what we do happen. So I just wanted to say thank you for the opportunity. It's just been, I've had a blast just sitting here and listening to you guys for the last hour and a half. Thanks, Scott Drumfield, too. With yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah. And other people that I'm one other wonderful students like you know Christopher Niddle and Bree Niddle and Marsha Marsha Vega, all these other wonderful people that couldn't be here. Wonderful, wonderful. Yep. Thank you for allowing us to be here and we are no. to more in the future too. Hopefully. No, absolutely. And thanks to everyone who watched. Uh, online. Hopefully we'll get to do another one of these uh, sometime in the future. Come out to an acting class. Yeah, well, I'm doing a women in comedy roundtable with Nicole in a couple of weeks, so definitely check that out. I'm going to be, uh, the London Arts is going to be sort of on a sabbatical in January because I am shooting a television series. Uh, yeah! Uh, called The Dream Factory, which I'm very excited about, for um, Hulu. Um, but I will be back in February. And I'm going to try to start making this Pensacola class uh, 
uh, uh, several times a month instead of one once a month. And uh, awesome. we'd start making this this venue a little bit more of a regular uh, a regular one, and 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 jump straight into hopefully Monsters Anonymous too. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. My thanks again to Jeremy, as well as all the other panelists for taking the time to do that awesome feature on our great film community we have here in Pensacola. We'll definitely be doing another one in the near future, and I can't wait to do it. I, I could listen to those guys tell stories all day long. But next week, to kick off 2018, I'm actually not 100% sure what I'm going to be doing for an episode. I'm trying to get an interview lined up. I don't know if it's going to work out or not. But if it doesn't, I will, of course, be doing a Facebook Live AMA. And if that does happen, it will be Tuesday, January 2nd at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash ddiamondpodcast, and you'll be able to see the video when I go live. But until then, if you want to check out past episodes of the show, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. That's right, the Derek Diamond Experience is now available on Spotify for your listening pleasure. Just search for the Derek Diamond Experience. And if you could, leave a review, uh, especially on iTunes, because those do help uh, as far as becoming more visible to the general podcasting public. It helps me climb the rankings and become more visible. So if you could write a review, that would be fantastic. And in closing, I'll say starting uh, January 1st, I will be launching the brand new website for the Derek Diamond Experience, ddiamondpodcast.com. That will go live on Monday, January 1st. So you'll be able to find uh, episodes from there, as well as you know some other stuff. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be adding to the website yet. It's kind of a work in progress, but uh, definitely excited to be bringing back the official website for the podcast. But I think that'll do it. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun New Year's. Happy New Year, everyone. Hopefully you had a great 2017 and hope 2018 will be even better. And thank you for listening to another amazing episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Thursday. Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.